0: Previously on Oh Yeah! Podcast.
1: Happy anniversary, baby! Got you on my
0: mind! Jackie, we have a doozy. It's our final episode of season three.
2: As old as the hills. You have never experienced anything like what you are about to experience here today. Nothing comes close. Not even sex. Don't get me wrong, I like sex.
0: A lot. You try and spread your legs as far as you possibly can from each other, so you're practically doing a split, but also in a squat position. Just so you don't piss all over your shoes and ankle.
2: But, like, where's there a building when you're camping? That might be the, the, the shitter. That? There's no way. The shitter would be the size, uh, it would be a hole in the ground with, like, a door and no privacy and a chimney. Luann is going to have
0: to hide in the Hills house and try not to listen to Hank and Peggy bang it out all weekend long. God. Yeah, but no worries there, because that doesn't seem to fucking happen. (laughs) (laughs) Slideshow, where it shows them young and in love, and Peggy just has Bobby, and she's, of course, as we know, wanting to have another kid so badly. Dee Dee is there, fully pregnant.
2: (laughs) Well, uh, at least we're not wearing full body condoms yet and they proceed to get hammered talking about how hank can't get her pregnant
0: he's sorry about it peggy hauls her ass up from the floor and she's like i'm doing something i should have done years ago and starts throwing away all of bobby's baby toys and clothes and Hank says, wait a second, don't throw those away. I'm the one who should be in the trash. And
2: oh, this is my fault. I'm sorry, I can't give you a baby. Who's to narrow urethra? This is my urethra. <laughs> the t- tiny
0: cocktails.
1: Tiny cocktails.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, they are wildly hungover. Poor Bobby is, like, <laughs> losing his mind, driving her there. They get to the hospital. Dee Dee is fully, fully in labor. About to have this baby. The clouds part, and we see some skydivers. Parachutes open, they're coming down. And she's like, we can do that, though. We can skydive. Peggy's quote, look, we fell asleep in a garbage can last night. You want that to be the highlight of our 20th anniversary?
2: <laughs> and you're sweating, and you're just like, I might have to stand up and just pee on myself. I <laughs> I can't hold it it any longer. There was no public bathroom,
0: just me and the dumpster. Peggy gets off the phone with the skydive company. They have a couple of spots open for today. People in nursing homes are kind of angry and mean. And they were angry and mean. And one of the ladies chased me and my friends down in the hallway. No. Hank has jumped out of the plane. He is exhilarated by it peggy he calls her on the radio you gotta do it you gotta jump and peggy's like i don't i don't want to i'm scared at that exact moment luann comes running up and she's like uncle hank uncle hank Dee Dee's in labor and hank says on the radio peggy Dee, Dee is having the baby right now and we see peggy she takes this realization in. she hangs up the radio and she says i'm gonna fucking jump
2: peggy hill is jumping excuse me while i kiss the sky <laughs> she jumps out this was all happening during a thunderstorm Brain shattering booming from the thunder and flashes of lightning going all around peggy is exhilarated feeling like hey hey hey
0: <laughs> <laughs> she goes to pull her parachute and nothing happens the parachute does not open her instructor says your backup shoot pull it pull it and she does and nothing happens He's no Johnny Utah. He fucking wishes. Oh, the baby's crowning, and he takes a peek, and he's just like, oh, my God, it's got hair. Oh. <laughs> Peggy falls to Earth right as Dee Dee pushes out that baby. Oh. Life, death, all in one scene. And Hank watching, watching Peggy as she plummets to Earth. No parachute. And slams into the earth. The whole ball took 40 minutes. (laughs) And then we cut. And that is the end of the episode. episode. Blink, blink, ding, bling. (laughs)
2: Is that I'm just loud? rubbing my face? Oh, yeah. I know I look like I was in shock. <laughs> you look so <laughs> scared. Juhoya podcast: a uh, new year, a new attitude. It's a bad attitude. Fuck
0: you all. No, I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> uh We're wearing shoulder pads, shoulder pads, and everything. Our sleeves, our pants, our shoes—everything is pointy. We're confident, and we're walking in sensible, easy spirits into the new year. And you're here with us, so welcome. Amy, how are you? I'm doing all right, Jackie. I'm
0: doing all right. How are you? I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see you. I know. It was wonderful. We just saw each other yesterday. It kind of feels like a long time, though, already.
2: Yeah. But Amy was able to come up and visit me for the new year, mm-hmm. Um And it was maybe my favorite new year ever because all we did was we were just a teensy bit hungover Mm -hmm. from drinking the day before and we couldn't go out or do anything. So we just watched tons of Jeopardy until it was midnight. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. And we also did, um,
0: we watched some Power Hour Uh, videos but we didn't really even drink like I think we started doing the power hour at like minute 40 So, because I'm like we can't do a full power hour we can watch the fun videos but (laughs) let's just do a
2: power half hour power half hour because we're too old for that (laughs) and my favorite part of the weekend might have been I finally after years of pushing Amy I finally made her sit down and watch Magic Mike XXL with me it was incredible.
0: It was so, and I say that, not I am not even joking mm-hmm. in the slightest when I say that. I mean it truly and honestly. It was such a good movie. It's hysterical. It's mm-hmm. hot as hell. I was horny as shit the rest of the week and I had to wait mm-hmm. until I got home. It was,
2: it was incredible. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about the dances. They were so good. They're so talented. And I know what everyone's thinking. They're like, oh, okay, this is not. I, I thought the same thing. Yes. It was talked up so much. Yep. And I finally watched it with Will, who doesn't watch anything that's like, you know, geared towards women, really. Sure. um, Not for any particular reason. It's just not something he looks for. Right. And he loved the movie, too. And ever since then, I was like, I have to get Amy to watch this with me because I just need to hear I need to hear her watching it. And I was not disappointed. There was so much. I would look over and every hole in her face would be wide open. (laughs) And there would be this like, I guess, kind of Doppler effect where I would hear like the slightest little sound and it would slowly build until it was a full scream. (laughs) All while her mouth was wide open. I cannot recommend that movie enough. If you want, skip the first one. Just watch the second Magic Mike XXL. You will not be disappointed. It's uh, hilarious. Uh, I felt so empowered. Oh, yeah. And
0: turned on wildly. Yes. It's a movie for everyone, I'm telling you. And mm-hmm. I also, I've never seen the first movie, I had no interest in it, but, you know, we. You have been trying to get me to watch it for so long. And I just was like, no, I'm going to be so uncomfortable. It's going to be so cheesy and dumb. And I was just drunk enough to be like, all right, let's watch it. And it was so good. It was so good. I'm going to watch it again re- later. Yeah, You should. We rewatched the dance scenes, I don't know, like three times. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. oh. There's this one part where this woman gets strung up in this like Sex like a sex swing. swing. Yeah. But her arms and hands, her arms, wrists, and ankles are kind of like tied up. And mm-hmm. oh my God, she was in that thing for so long. I was laughing so hard. We were screaming. We were screaming laughing. It was my favorite
0: part of the movie. It, like everybody else is doing their dances, and she's still stuck in this fucking sex swing. Just
2: trying to, to, to applaud that her hands don't meet. <laughs> my god it was absolutely incredible i
0: highly recommend five stars magic mike xxl go oh, for it oh, i can't
2: tell you how validating that is <laughs> <laughs> i know it's 90 of the time when you're when you're trying to get someone to watch something and then they finally do and you watch it with them you're stressed out and they're not reacting the way you want them to but it it was just perfect you when screamed I'm wrong all yeah. the right times. Right. when I'm wrong I'm wrong and I'll admit
0: it and I was fucking wrong it was worth it it was I enjoyed every second of it
2: I still say it's in my top three movies of all time agreed I I mean I would agree with that all right mm. <laughs> okay all right sexy
0: male dancers aside yes we are officially
2: officially in season four, four. can you believe Timing is perfect. We're starting a new year, starting a new season. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember where we were when we started season three, like yeah, middle of the summer or something. No, I think it was like May. May we were just getting
0: used to quarantine life and the pandemic and everything. But now we're we're used to
2: starting, it, and we rely it. on it. We're in a yep. Stockholm syndrome relationship with it, and we couldn't be happier. <laughs> I've never felt better, yeah, I've never been so in love, yeah. <laughs> so secure. <laughs> I love it, yeah,
0: so we're uh, we're gonna start this new season new year out right. We're doing a really good episode, like you know, I- I've said this before, and I'm gonna say it again. As we've been doing this podcast I've had to look at these episodes in a little bit of a different light not just kind of like letting them run and being like oh haha I love that joke just actually like I don't want to say analyze but really consider what is happening in each episode and this one is like I'm so impressed by the topics that are put like that they're talking about or they're showing and it's still done lightheartedly but it's
2: very real so I'm really looking forward to talking about this episode that's a great point too because I think I hadn't thought about that before but yeah just spending so much time analyzing episodes up until now really makes you appreciate the not just this episode all of them but the topics in this episode and Mm -hmm. such a great I mean this is when we talked to Genevieve when was that was that in May? That was November. That was November. <laughs> was that May? <laughs> um, on her AV Club article, 10 episodes that made King of the Hill one of the most human cartoons ever. This was one of the episodes she highlights. Um, and
0: for, and I for mean, reason.
2: really, watching it again,
0: I of course thought of that list and I thought, damn, did she nail it? Mm-hmm. She really did. This is absolutely one of those episodes. Also, Remember when we talked to Kathy and Jimmy and she said, this is the episode that she recorded laying down because Peggy's laying down the entire episode. And it it, like I had completely forgot about it. And I was listening to Peggy. She was saying something. I was listening. I was like, God, it sounds like she's actually kind of laying down. And then I was like, oh, my God, that's right. Yeah.
2: You could hear it. Yeah, you you really can. And so we'll be lying down for the recording of this episode. Yes, I am on my belly, face down, right now. (laughs) All right. All right. So without further ado, should we get into this? Yeah, let's get into some shout outs. Shout outs first, of course. And uh, Amy. Yes. Can I go first? Of course. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) So uh, everyone will be relieved to hear that I am very pleased. We are both very pleased this week Mm. because we have more itunes reviews thank you everyone thank you so much itunes reviews as good as money as good as money so i'm doing a review by a user named dang it bobby pod which i'm assuming is a king of the hill podcast yeah that's what it sounds like one would assume one would assume i haven't had the chance to listen to this podcast but the picture of it looks really funny it's just a picture of hank uh rubbing the bridge of his nose like he <laughs> Frustrated. was just disappointed for the billionth time yeah so that looks really funny <laughs> we'll have to check it out gotta check it out oh yeah all right and dang it bobby pod says the subject best king of the hill podcast oh okay well that's really nice because they're a king well, of the hill podcast right yeah Hey, that's, you're too kind. All right. Maybe they're cool. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe we won't fight them. (laughs) And the body says, you don't know who I am, but I know you need a podcast. I found this Hmm. podcast while trying to find the perfect King of the Hill podcast. And I wasn't disappointed. Amy and Jackie have done an amazing job dissecting the most underrated animated show. After binging all the episodes with my brother, shout out to your brother, they Mm -hmm. have inspired us to make our own podcast. So they must be cool. I guess I could have read this before I tried to, like, figure out if I like them or not. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. That's so nice. Dang it, Bobby Pod. Got to check that podcast out. And I'm excited that we inspired you
0: to make a podcast. I hope that you guys, you know, we we should chat. We should,
2: We'll chat.
1: Ah.
2: (laughs) Thank you so much for the review. Thank you. All right, Amy, your turn. We got a really lovely
0: voicemail. Uh, We actually got two really lovely voicemails, uh, but they called back. So they called and left a message. And this is Pat I'm talking about. Pat called and left a message and then called and said, I didn't like that last one. So I'm doing it again. (laughs) So I'm going to play the second voicemail from Pat. So I'm going to play the second voicemail from Pat, the good one, and (laughs) uh, I hope you all enjoy it because it's very sweet. Ready? Ready.
1: Hi, this is Pat. I actually just left you guys a voicemail like um, 15 minutes ago, but I was pretty nervous and uh, I just wanted to um, try one more time and um, hopefully get it aired. Um, Because it's not only a raving Mm -hmm. review of your incredible podcast, but also a uh, shout out to my, to my wife. Um, so I just want to say, first of all, that your podcast has been totally phenomenal. Um, this year's been so difficult. And since my wife turned me on to this podcast, um, not that long ago, I have gone through every episode. I am a diehard King of the Hill fan and have been since I was a kid. Um, and your podcast just does, uh, absolute justice to the show. Um, uh, it's an amazing show and this is an amazing oh. podcast. And so, Really, really good job. I love hearing you guys talk. Um, I love hearing it in the background. um, And it's just been really, really wonderful. You two are absolutely hilarious. Um, And the second part of this, um, again, is a shout-out for my wife. We've been long distance for over a year, and these are the second holidays that we're spending apart. Um, Maggie, I love you with all my heart. And you are my sun and my moon and my stars. And... Um, I hope that you hear this and I hope it makes you smile. And, um, I'll see you in January and we can finally be together and listen to this awesome podcast together. Um, so again, thank you everybody for everything that you've done. Maggie, I love you. Um, you're the light of my life and, uh, looking forward to the next episode. All right. Uh, have a great Christmas. Oh. Maggie, oh.
2: you did good. Yeah. What a jam. Oh my gem. God. God.
0: I cheered up a little bit.
2: I did too. <laughs> it's so
0: sweet. I mean, the, you know, just being so kind about the podcast and then that absolutely beautiful message to your wife, Pat. You're incredible. And thank you so much for leaving us those two voicemails because they are just, ugh oh, so lovely. And thank you for the, you know, happy holidays. We hope you had a great holiday. And I'm so excited that you have- Made the trip. I think you're making the trip across country to go live with your wife.
2: And Maggie, thank you for sharing this podcast. You're doing God's yeah, work.
0: Absolutely. Shout out to you too, Maggie.
2: And I I will say I've done long distance two times with Will. The first time I was in Oregon for a year and he he moved to Sheffield, England for school for a year. So that was mm-hmm. like pretty long distance. And then... uh. Yeah. For a year and a half while I was in grad school, we were long distance, and you'll be together before you know it, and it'll be like mm-hmm. no time went by. Aww. So sweet. I know. Uh, I have one more shout-out, and it's a, another voicemail, and it looks pretty short. I listened to it a little bit ago. I can't remember what it says, but it's basically like like a Happy New Year voicemail, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. The um, transcription simply says 2021, which, like, way to nutshell it, Google.
0: <laughs> oh, concise.
2: Yeah, some <laughs> some of the stuff you've submitted is wildly off, but this was very concise. Okay. <laughs> Here we go.
1: 2021 is gonna be the best of our lives. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, we got a ho yeah in it. Did you hear it? Yes. Yes. It was very good. I hope 2021 will be the best of our lives, but I'm I, I'm a little cautious there.
2: <laughs> I yeah, that's too much pressure anyway. I don't need the rest of my life to be downhill, but <laughs> hopefully it's better than 2020. And that's I for sure. Feel cautiously optimistic. Absolutely. All right. Thank
0: you so much, mystery caller, mystery singer, beautiful voice. Beautiful lovely
2: lovely (laughs) all right and now for our patreons
0: patreons and we got a few
2: yeah
0: what what happened what happened i think it was because we told them that you would send them your underwear and now you have to make good on that oh man
2: (laughs) all right i'm gonna start dirtying some up oh god (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right so i'm gonna kick it off all right Mm -hmm. and we have our very first one is travis s and you look like you're lying on a maybe a tree
2: lying on it leaned up against a tree maybe standing in front of no that's grass right
0: that's grass you're laying down Either way, you look like you're in nature and you're enjoying your day. Very nice. And I'm well enjoying
2: done. you. You're in. Travis. you're in. Travis. And our next one is Cindy. No picture, Cindy. no last name. All right. Cindy, challenge accepted. We're coming for you. You sure are. Cindy, <laughs> um, do you have any podcast host senses as to what cindy's like anything that's coming to mind
0: i'm assuming incredible but i mean if you want descriptions
2: i got i got nothing certainly good taste uh absolutely the only thing i'm getting for cindy is that they are into ranch doritos which Hmm. is okay but i respect it yeah yeah and next i do think you wipe front to back though i am getting that that's good that's good that's all we really need we want everyone in our patreon to have a clean taint (laughs) and we taint joking around (laughs) all right next one sorry next
0: one is pat bk and pat is the lovely voicemail lever (gasps) that we just heard from so we know that pat like I don't even need my podcast host senses because we don't have a picture. We but know, we know Pat that way front to back. We know that. Know that they are incredible. Mm-hmm. And that they are for sure in on the the oh. oh. oh.
2: they are for sure at, no, this is all part of it. They No, you better cut that shit. Out. You better not. That's you, Pat. You better not. And and they are for sure. A beautiful, amazing person inside and out. Wonderful taste in podcasts. Wonderful taste in partners. Maggie. Maggie, talking about you. Talking about you. All right. Next, we have Ryan and no picture, Ryan Ann. picture, but as a $10 tier member, I can tell that you don't fuck around. Mm-mm. You see what you want and you take it. You ask sure permission. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're not an animal. Natural. But you possess many animal qualities. I could tell that about you, Ryan.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Ryan would be uh there'd be no front to back. it would I bet Ryan uses a bidet. Oh man, so clean. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then for our very special 100th patreon member, mm. our 100th patron is Lee. Lee And we all maybe you all remember Lee, you should know him. Uh, he is Thunder Muffin hmm. on Instagram. We've we get a lot of listener comments from him. He's been hanging around since the beginning. He joined just in time to get Jackie's underwear. Yeah, <laughs> so Lee, what my podcast host senses are saying that you're a panty sniffer. <laughs> Congratulations, Lee! Well done, well, well done. done, you did, you did it. it. And Lee, you also have an incredible mustachio. I mm. love
2: a mustache and it is thick Ooh, that is well a done. thick mustache very good very good lee also i think has a soul patch which like only works on lee doesn't work on anyone else does he uh, am it. i seeing is or is that a yeah, shadow yeah yep but it looks good it actually it really does look good that's what i'm saying nobody else try it it's not gonna look good on you because <laughs> you're not lee you're not lee you don't have the <laughs> face you don't have the chin you don't have the mustache all right lee keep an eye out for a special package from us (laughs) next we have sydney sydney oh and we have a picture of sydney and sydney looks awesome what a beautiful smile yeah it's just uh your face beautiful cascading hair Um, you're wearing a jacket, so maybe it's a little bit chilly where you are. We can't see the rest of your body, but I imagine that you're riding a horse (laughs) in hot pants. Ooh, sounds like a lot of chafing. Not for, uh, Sydney. (laughs) Sydney, uh, wears, uh, what is it? That butt cream? Uh, desitin, 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 like you put on babies. But there's a cool name for one for people who ride bikes a lot so they don't chafe their bees. It's called like a butt rub or something. (laughs) I have no clue. (laughs) Well, anyway, Sydney, welcome. Welcome. (laughs) We
0: also have Pete C., who, very handsome, beautiful smile. You're so handsome. Love your picture.
2: (laughs) Well done. Welcome, Pete. Welcome, Pete. All right, everyone, and now for an extra, extra special oh, Patreon, Patreon shout, out, shout, out. shout out. Pump it up. Pete, like like like
1: like 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 aggressive. Ready for this. <laughs>
2: All right, we've got a very special Patreon shout-out. Amy, tell us who
0: it is. It is Alyssa like Melissa. We They paid annually. Paid Woo! for an entire year up front. An entire year up front for the $5 live watch party tier, the first one we've gotten. Woo! Woo! Alyssa! Alyssa! You've made our (coming) year.
2: Hold on. I'm going to end it right after (speaking) this. God,
0: I haven't heard that song in a long time. It was awesome. And not only is Alyssa obviously like a millionaire and super successful because they can pay for a year up front, Uh, their their picture – is stunning in a park on a red blanket with red shorts, uh, white t shirt with red r- writing on it and red sunglasses. I'm I was killing uh,
2: noticing Alyssa's wait, Alyssa, like Melissa. Melissa. Oh, Melissa. I was noticing Alyssa's outfit. Oh, stunning. We literally and, just and got another Patreon financially smart too because you save money. You do by paying up front. Absolutely. So if you like paying more money but also saving money, I mean that's everyone. Yeah, right? I know. Thank and- you, Alyssa. Here you are and there you are and you're with us and you are the most special. The S- most special.
0: So awesome. Thank you so much. Everybody, thank you. thank you so much for joining our Patreon. I can't believe how many we had this time around.
2: That was incredible. I mean, wow. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Sexy, 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 sexy. <laughs>
0: and uh, one last thing about Patreon is that in little over a week, we've got our live watch party. So all those people who have joined, if you're in the $5 or $10 tier, join us for the live watch party. It's truly becoming a party. Like there's so many more people that have joined and I'm like, super stoked to see everyone and see your faces if you want to no pressure but please join we'll watch some episodes and depending on how drunk i get it could last until like midnight or 1am <laughs>
2: <It could. laughs> and there are plenty of people who leave their cameras off so don't mm-hmm. feel pressure um yep. and bring your pets bring you your pets absolutely all right whoo that was a doozy of a patreon
0: shout out that was yeah. awesome thank um, you so much everyone for awesome. joining Thank you. Love you.
2: All right, Amy, are yes. we ready to get into the episode? I'm so ready. All right. Well, here it is Season four, episode one Peggy Hill, The Decline and Fall. Wow. <laughs> September 26th, 1999. So this is the first season of, or the first episode of the fourth season, and it's a cliffhanger. So last we saw everyone, um, Peggy, Dee Dee had just given birth, Mm -hmm. possibly. We weren't introduced to the baby yet, but Dee Dee had just given birth. Bobby had to drive her there. Cotton is there too. Um, Peggy and Hank jumped out of an airplane for their anniversary. Peggy's chute didn't open. Mm-mm. And the last thing we saw was her tiny little body falling to earth as Hank watched helplessly, and then her little body slamming into the earth and disappearing. Oof. So that's right where we pick up. Hank sees Peggy fall to the earth. She, it's in the distance, and so it's just, like, a distant thud. A bunch of birds take off. And this broke my heart. He he turns to the people that are there, and he says something like, I need help. I, I think I think my wife might be dead, which just broke my heart to, like, He's
1: hear him say yeah. I know.
2: I mean, I think my wife might be dead, and then just, like, uh, I got to go check. Yeah. Poor and Nate. then... He tries to run out to her. She fall like she's fallen in the distance in the middle of this like big mud field. And he tries to run out to her, but the mud is so thick that it slows him down. So it's like a nightmare where he's trying to run to get to her, but he's being like he keeps every step he gets stuck in the mud. So he has to go so slow. Ugh. So sad. Um Luann is there. She <coughs> runs out to try and help find Peggy as well. And to her horror she finds a skull and just assumes it's like a steer skull and she just assumes that's Aunt Peggy. She's dead, so she's a skeleton now. It's such a great Luann scene. Oh my god, she's like, "Oh my god, we're too late." <laughs> we're too late. <laughs> Hank Hank finally finds Peggy and oh my god, another I mean, they busted open this season ready to go cuz it's just It's just so excellent. So many good lines, but Um, he, what'd you say? I said, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He finds Peggy and he's terrified and she's lying there in the mud, splayed out, but she manages to speak. And what she says is, hey, hey, hey. (laughs) It's a Fat Albert impression. I know. The first thing she says while falling out, after falling out, to her certain death is a hilarious joke. <laughs> a great impression, spot yeah. on. Um, so she's alive, thank God. They get her to the hospital. So Hank and Louanne are at the hospital, and they come to find out that basically Peggy broke her back, uh, but landing in the mud saved her. I mean, it, mm-hmm. as the doctor notes, if she she would have died if she fell and landed on concrete. Or offense. <laughs> that doctor is hysterical. I love that doctor. Um, when Hank is finally able to see her, he's there with Luann. When he's finally able to see her, she's in a full body cast. And he's surprised that she just has this amazing attitude from the second he walks in the door. Uh, she's basically just really jazzed that she survived a fall, she's still alive, she's riding that high. And um, she's feeling really, really good about it. Uh, Luann tries to talk to her a few times, but just keeps breaking into tears and having to run out of the room yeah. every time she talks to her. But um, Peggy's just like, I feel great. You know, I, I'm in- basically I'm invincible. I'm so glad to be alive. This is incredible. Even though she's in a full body cast and can't move.
0: Right. She hasn't learned her limitations yet.
2: Not yet. Maybe not ever, (laughs) but Hank, on the other hand, is feeling relieved, of course, but also guilty. He blames himself for her being in the hospital in the first place. Uh, Last episode, he jumped and it was so exhilarating and she was too scared to jump and she wasn't gonna, but he talked to her while she was still on the plane and he said, you know, it's the most amazing feeling. It's so great. you got to do it. And then eventually she jumps. But what he doesn't realize is that right at that moment, that's when Dee, well, whatever, I'm, I'll bring that up later. So he feels guilty about that. Hank goes into the hallway. I think he's going to the vending machine and he runs into Bobby. And he's like, Bobby of all the places in the entire world, what are you doing here at the hospital? Uh, and that's when Hank finds out that Dee has given birth to his new half brother. Mm-hmm. And that, Bobby didn't know where the hospital was in what Dallas Houston in Houston. And so he just drove all the way to Ireland to go to the hospital there.
0: <laughs> I know. I love that where Hank's Hank's getting that classic coffee vending. Like it, it drops from the thing. It's I've only ever seen them in a hospital. I've never seen them anywhere else.
1: Yeah.
0: He's getting one. And he sees Bobby at a vending machine. And he's like, Bobby. And Bobby just is like, Oh, thank God, dad. I need a dollar real bad.
2: <laughs> yeah. He does. He, he does doesn't. two hours to go to the, a hospital two hours away. And then not only helped Didi Dee Dee deliver the baby, but he cut the cord. Yeah. And then yeah. held the baby like a brand new infant. And he needs like a Snickers at this point. He's probably starving. Yes. Yes. Um, Hank. Let's Bobby know what's going on. And Bobby seems to take it pretty well. You know, he goes in, sees his mom. She seems real pumped up. uh, So he doesn't seem too, too worried. And he's really excited about the day he had. He helped deliver a baby. He cut the cord. Um, So he's he's handling all of this like a real champ. Yeah. He even, he drove for two hours. I mean, it's pretty cool when you're 12 years old. Not for two hours. It's never cool, no matter what (laughs) age you are. But that's true. There was a lot going on though. Pretty soon after this, Cotton finally arrives to the hospital. He figures out where Bobby went, and he meets the baby. He's—it's actually like one of his more endearing moments—is when he meets the baby and he's talking baby talk to it, and he's like, "You, need to give you some nases." <laughs> it's really, really sweet, and yeah. he's so moved. He he asks Dee Dee, you know. Does this baby have a name yet? This baby doesn't. So he's like, I'll name this baby Hank because I've always wanted a son named Hank. And then Hank is there and he's like, you do have a son named Hank. That's my name. And he's like, not anymore. I'm taking it back because you're terrible. And Hank's like, you can't take my name back. And Cotton's like, fine. You know what? I'll call this baby Good Hank, G-H, <laughs> because you're bad Hank. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's gotten for you. Uh, but we do notice that Dee, Dee is a little bit, she seems a little bit disinterested. She's lying in bed. She's kind of just like looking out the window. And this is kind of signaling to us that she might be experiencing some postpartum depression. Um, Peggy's at the hospital. She's excited about the new baby. And I think uh, a nurse takes her by the maternity ward and she... Is maybe able to? I think she's maybe heading there to probably see Good Hank GH. Yes, but she's like, why isn't GH with Dee Dee? And the nurse is so so gossipy. Bless her. The nurse is just like Dee Dee has terrible postpartum depression. She won't even put lipstick on. She looks terrible. <laughs> God, I wrote uh, that down.
0: <laughs> kill me. She's like. Didi Dee Dee Hill has postpartum depression. She couldn't even gather up the strength to put on some lis- to put on some lipstick and she looks awful.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> so mean. I love this exchange with this Hank uh, this Hank this uh, <laughs> this nurse and then after that Peggy says, "Oh, that poor infant baby. Is there something I can do?" And then the nurse just throws her head back and laughs and says, you know, to Peggy and her full body cast yep. says, oh, that's all right, ma'am. You just try not to get addicted to that morphine.
0: <laughs> no, and that's the exact line where I started to think, god damn, these writers were smart. Like, I know. Really back in 1999, mm-hmm. like, before the massive opioid crisis we had, just being like, just don't get addicted to that yet. Try not, but you probably will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was
2: pretty pretty rampant back then but I feel like it was still under the guise of like this is medicine it's good for yeah. you oh yeah oh god it's not good for you it's not just whatever Um. so after talking to this nurse Peggy decides Cotton and Dee Dee need us and so she invites she lets Hank know way after the fact that I invited them to come stay with us until they can get on their feet And, you know, I'll I'll take care of the baby until then, which Peggy is in full denial about her limitations. You know, she. She already has a hard time facing her own limitations in general, but like she can't do anything. She can't even scratch her own nose. So how she's going to take care of a baby is beyond me, but she's in full on denial. But she also craves terribly to be not to be a mother cuz she is a mother but to have another baby and to take care of a baby and here these people have a baby and they're unable to take care of it and she just wants so badly to help take care of this baby mm-hmm. um so she invites them to come stay at the house saying you know they need our help I'll I'll help them out but Hank is like alright what are you going to do you can't move right you're basically a coaster <laughs> They end up going home shortly after that, partly because Peggy insists on going home. I think this is part of her denial where uh, Hank is bringing her flowers one day and the doctor is just like, don't bother putting those in water because you and those flowers and Peggy are all going home. And Hank's like, what? Why? She broke her back. And the doctor's just like, she insisted she's ready to go home. And when Hank talks to Peggy, she says, I just have so much stuff going on. I don't have the time to right. stay here. I have a lot I need to do. Um, And so they head home. They're trying to get her gurney through the door. Eventually, they are able to squeeze her through the back sliding glass door, but they have to kind of set her up in the living room because she won't fit down the hallway to go to her bedroom. Right. So she and Hank and Bobby are home. Dee Dee and Cotton are there too, and they bring Good Hank. They set Good Hank's crib up right next to... Peggy. And so now everyone's at the Hill House. Around this time, Dee's having a hard time taking care of the baby because she's still experiencing postpartum depression. And then Cotton sees the baby lactating one day, which apparently is totally normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had no idea. That's freaky deaky. Uh, but Cotton does freak out and thinks the baby is a witch. So now he wants nothing to do with it either. So with Cotton and Dee not really helping out at all Mm -hmm. and with hank busy trying to take care of peggy bobby ends up having to take care of gh and gh will not stop crying he will not stop pooping his pants um and bobby cannot get any sleep he's the only one tending to this child he's doing an amazing job for a 12 year old an amazing job i would have left that baby in that hallway (laughs) you're damn right just let him cry it out yep So he's exhausted. He's too young to be doing this. Yes. Okay. Bobby and Hank are the most tired uh, having to help take care of Peggy and G.H. Meanwhile, Hank is still struggling with the guilt he feels. Mm -hmm. He's having nightmares. I feel so bad for him. He is so traumatized. Even if he hadn't said anything like, you know, jump or even if he hadn't, even if he had nothing to quote unquote feel guilty about, he saw his wife plummet to the earth and he thought she died. Yeah.
0: And like one of my favorite part, like quotes in the whole episode, but it's still just like, oh my God, that's such a terrible thing to think of is when he's like, he spots Peggy or her body in the mud and he just goes, okay, think one piece. Like, uh, hopefully she's in one piece, one piece and not like splattered into a
2: million. Yeah, a uh, uh, salt like not a puddle. That would be my fear. Please don't be a like a puddle. Oh my god, uh, oh, what I a know. nightmare! He saw he saw a horrible, horrible trap, like just terrifying thing happen. Oh my god! And now, uh, and he feels responsible for it. Yeah, and on top of that trauma, he feels responsible. So of course he's having these terrible dreams where. <laughs> He's going back to that plane and he's just like, jump, jump, jump. And feeling like he made her do it. So he's really struggling with that. Um, Peggy's attitude. She's been riding high this whole time. Just amazed that she survived this crazy fall, but. Which is natural, but it's also, I think, been fueling her denial for facing how limited she is. Mm -hmm. And that's slowly starting to wane you know she yes she's trying to direct people uh you know you put a hat on with the baby uh Bobby come here I'll teach you how to change a diaper but she's finding that nobody really needs her help everyone's already kind of taken care of things um mm-hmm. and they don't need her to tell them what to do or to teach them what to do she's really she, I think she had this idea that she was going to be like the head of the household and run it from the living room and and she'll be able to kind of delegate but things kind of are running smoothly without her and then on top of that she's not not only is she maybe not as essential as she thought but she is being taken care of in the same way that GH is i mean she's yep. being fed a bottle she starts to cry hank shushes her it's just really hitting her hard how limited she is and it's it's a tough pill to swallow for her for sure oh yeah
0: i mean you, you know yeah she's being fed she's essentially become a baby herself you know mm-hmm. she says i want eggs and hank is just like what i don't care i'm like easier. i'm too tired this is easier you know uh Tells her when she's like, hey, how?" she says, hey, how about some eggs? And he's like, you don't have to yell. I can hear you through the baby monitor as if there's like a baby monitor set up for her. But, you know, it's in there's the crib right next to her so she can see the mobile spinning around. So she's it's just all very like she's being pushed back to being a baby again. But she's a fully grown woman (laughs) thinking that she has all these capabilities and she doesn't. Yeah. At least not in this moment.
2: Because of the full body cast. Certainly, yeah. Which is understandable, but it's just it, it it's gotta be just a she's so sensitive to being faced with her own limitations. And then on top of that, you're there's gotta be some kind of grieving process where you have you're forced to accept that you can't just live your life how you used to every day up until now, you know? It's Right. And and on you're not even not that she's not needed, but things run smoothly without her. And how is she supposed to reckon with that, you know? Right. Um, It doesn't help that she and GH are getting bottle fed at the exact same time, you know?
0: I know. And Hank gives her the formula one on
2: accident instead oh. of the Kardashian instant breakfast. <laughs> I know. And he's feeding her this bottle. She's like, I want eggs, I said. And he's like, this is just easier. He looks exhausted, but... She is just struggling, and and she starts crying, and he just shushes her. He just wants to feed her, and she just has to, like, reluctantly accept this bottle. I would have spit it in his face.
0: (laughs) I mean, it is pretty fucking demeaning.
2: Yeah, yeah. It I know he room. I know he's not demeaning her. He's not demeaning her and like you're a woman. This is how I treat a woman kind of way. It's just no, he's no. exhausted. She left the hospital too early. There should have been some like respite help there or something. Some kind of yeah. like at home nurse service that came to help him out. I mean, that's a lot for anyone to to handle. Uh, so naturally, he's exhausted, but it's it's not a good time for anyone at all. So she starts to feel pretty low and and I'm not as important as I thought and they don't need me and stupid Cotton and stupid Dee Dee get to have this beautiful baby they don't even want and I want a baby so bad and not only can I not have a baby, I can't even take care of myself. I'm a baby now. Mm-hmm. So this is what Peggy's going through and it, it's pretty rough. Um, in addition to Peggy dealing with all this, you know... I feel like as she accepts her own limitations more, Peggy starts to become more obsessed with the idea of, why did I jump? Why did I jump? Uh, It's not, it wasn't worth this. And finally she talks to Hank about it and he says, all right, you don't remember this, but I think it's my fault. I, you didn't want to jump and I encouraged you to jump. I pushed you to do it and I'm so sorry. But then once she hears that, Peggy remembers all of this other stuff. Uh, she remembers that right at that moment when Hank was encouraging her to jump because it was so exhilarating for him, he gets a call that Dee, Dee had gone into labor and Peggy hears that and she's had so many moments taken away from her that she doesn't want to lose this moment too. She wants to make this moment for her. Yeah. And so hearing that Dee, Dee went into labor, Peggy was just like, fuck that. This is not about Dee Dee. This is not about the new baby. This is about me, and I'm taking this moment for myself, and that's what makes her jump. So she shares that with Hank, and and he's feeling relieved. Like, all right, it wasn't my fault that you jumped. Thank God. He feels very relieved. Peggy doesn't seem to feel much better, but (laughs) Hank feels very relieved. Eventually, Bobby snaps. He's tired of taking taking care of the baby. Not only does he have to take care of the baby, he has to, like, pick up some of Dee Dee's... Uh, wifely duties uh, like putting shin jelly on cotton yeah Um, (laughs) the baby will not stop crying he's exhausted he hasn't slept he's rubbing jelly on his grandfather and finally he's just like I'm over this oh what makes him snap is Dee Dee sees him in the hallway after not sleeping and trying to take care of good Hank, and she's just like, hey, Bobby, will you go buy me some lottery tickets? I know. And he's just like, that's it. I'm done. I'm just done. I'm 12 years old. First of all, I can't buy lottery tickets because I'm 12, but I also shouldn't be rubbing jelly on my grandfather or taking care of your baby rubbing jelly on my grandfather. (laughs) So he gives the baby back to Dee Dee, and he's just like, you let me know when dinner's ready, otherwise I don't want to hear, shit. From anyone in this house. (laughs) And Dee Dee is left holding this crying baby in its little baby basket and she freaks out. Uh, She's not prepared for this at all. Um, So she drops the baby off by Peggy and quickly runs out of the room saying like, oh, I'm tired. I have to take a nap. Yeah, she puts it precariously on the very edge of
0: Peggy's stretcher gurney and it's like oh my god that's so terrifying this baby could easily fall off
2: that's a good point yeah but then it would be quiet (laughs) and that's as we (laughs) see and that's what happens no the baby's crying and now peggy's left alone with this wailing baby which a infant's cries are like the worst sound in the world and peggy's just like screaming for help like this baby is crying somebody come in here hank comes in he tries to get the baby to stop crying he can't he jingles some keys he messes with uh measuring doodad nothing works nothing i tried everything everything nothing works uh he turns looks out the window and he sees his dad just yucking it up with uh dale bill and boom howard just talking over the fence having a great time Drinking a at, beer, drinking no, beer. No care in the world. No worries. Not a single worry in the world. And the baby's still crying and Hank is so frustrated. He gets so pissed. So he like storms out into the backyard. Peggy's like, don't leave me with this crying baby, please. But he's not listening. He's so mad at Cotton. He goes out. The guys run away, as they should, um, mm-hmm. when they see Hank's angry face. And Cotton tries to run away, but Hank grabs him and he's just like, what is your deal? You have a child in there. You need to take care of that baby. Who cares that it's lactating? Like, apparently that's normal, even though it's really nasty and disgusting. (laughs) I hate it too. I wish it wasn't a thing. But you have to take care of this baby. My wife fell out of a plane. I can't help you right now, okay? Mm -hmm. And as they're arguing, they realize that they don't hear good Hank crying from the house. (sighs) For like the first time in days. And this is terrifying to them. Like why has he stopped crying? He's obviously dead. Right.
0: He fell off.
2: There's no other reason that he would not be crying. So they run into the house. Dee Dee and Bobby also I guess notice that the baby hasn't been crying. So they like run in from the hallway into the living room to like find out where's the baby? What happened? And everyone runs in at the same time. And they see that the baby is not crying because the baby is sleeping because the baby fell asleep because Peggy was able to use her massive to- one of her giant toes to latch onto the back of the baby carrier. And she was able to rock it with her giant toe, her giant uh prehensile toe. <laughs> and that was all Hank good. Hank, Not bad, Hank. That was all good Hank needed to drift off to sleep. It calmed him. He stopped crying. And this is the end of the episode. This is the moment where Peggy gets her power back. Despite all of her limitations, nobody could get this baby to stop crying except for Peggy and her giant toe. And her giant prehensile toe. And she, I think uh, one of the last things she says is, this is the greatest thrill of my life. And it's very moving. And that's the end. It is. It is very moving. Yay! Ah, well done. Thank you. All right, Amy. Tell me your favorite moments from the episode. Mm-hmm. All right. So we, of course,
0: talked about a few, you know, while we were going through it. Hank, uh, when he's in the hospital and he's, you know, pacing around, waiting to find out what's going on with Peggy. Of course, you know the whole scene where he just briefly pauses to look at the football game, you know, and he says the whole, like, oh, I wasn't watching, I swear, I don't even know what the score was. But my favorite part was when the doctor was just like, so she has a fracture, like a compression fracture in her back. We had to put her in a full body cast to, you know, keep her stabilized and keep her from moving too much. And Hank is just standing there and he's just like, uh, what color is the cast? <laughs> He has no idea what to say. He's in shock. He just doesn't know what's going on. And the doctor is just like, what does that have to do with anything? He's like, I don't know.
2: <laughs> this doctor's so great though, too. He's just like, he's like, I don't know. I, I don't know what to ask. I, I feel like I just need more information or something. And the doctor's just like, what does he say? He's like, it's white, sponge bath, bedpan. That's
0: right. <laughs> and Hank's like, oh, okay, okay, thank, thank you.
2: you.
0: <laughs> so again, as I mentioned before, this episode has so much like real world shit in it. You know, of course, you know, somebody falling from a plane, that's not exactly the most realistic thing it has happened, but you know, Dee, Dee going through postpartum depression and getting no help for it whatsoever, even though the hospital staff has recognized it, she has no support in place. Um, and then while she's going through this as she's like fully you know experiencing this really tough time one of the hospital staff comes in and is just like hey the automated voice on your insurance said that you guys have to get out cuz your insurance won't pay for anymore you have to leave in like 87 minutes <laughs> and and you know they say well hold on she's she's going through postpartum depression and you know uh, why does can't we just stay until she like I think Cotton says like can't we just stay until her head's right and the nurse says yeah maybe if you were the richest man in the world yeah <laughs> if you were the richest man in America right exactly <laughs> and it's just a really good commentary even then in 1999 how you know our healthcare system is trash and how there's very little There was at least. There's it's gotten better, but very little support for people going through postpartum depression and
2: I know and post postpartum's crazy though too, because there's uh I mean you can be horribly depressed and and it just it affects your ability to just function. Mm -hmm. Um, but then there's also something that I've heard definitely a friend of my mom's and probably some other people I've heard of, but there's like a more severe version called postpartum psychosis which uh maybe some symptoms include confusion obsessive thoughts hallucinations delusions um paranoia and a friend of my mom's actually like her baby had to stay with her mom for a few weeks because she kept saying like she kept she said she kept thinking like she would have moments where she thought the baby was like actually the devil or something and it freaked her out so much she was like you need to, like, take my baby for a while because I'm yep. afraid of what I'll do. It, I mean, it's crazy.
0: Right, absolutely. I mean, thoughts of harming themselves or the baby is a part of the symptoms of that. And, like, those are – that's a severe case of it, but it's not impossible. And it's just, like, you – this hospital staff has recognized that, at the very least, she's going through post a pretty severe case of postpartum depression, so – Maybe let's get her some fucking help. But yeah. no, they're like, all right, get out. Your insurance says you're out. out yeah. So I thought that was, again, you know, very insightful mm-hmm. on the writer's part. Um Let's see. <laughs> so... On a little bit of a lighter note, <laughs> uh, there's the, when Peggy gets back from, she they bring her back in an ambulance and Bill's all dressed up. He's got like a balloon. I thought it was kind of, kind of sweet, even though Bill's gross. He's <laughs> it was wearing sweet. like a, um, what is it? Like a JV sweater? I, I thought he was wearing like a, like almost like one of those fuzzy wool green coats. Yeah, but it looks like something you would get from high
2: school because
0: it has a You're big probably- A on it. I, you're probably exactly right it's probably his old high school like jv sweater why would he wear that it's the fanciest thing he owns oh. so he's wearing that he's wearing his hat he's got a balloon for her and at the whole scene of them trying to get her through the doors is hilarious where hank's just like all right now turn her to the you know my left he's like all right i guess away from me and <laughs> like they're, they're all just struggling and Bill just, like, you see him from above just get real close in. And he's just like, hi, Peggy. And she's like, <laughs> hi, Bill. <laughs> and Dale is demanding a thank you from Peggy for helping get her through the door. And yeah Peggy's like, get the fuck out of here, you guys. <laughs> I obviously didn't write down the whole quote of this. But <laughs> there's that part where I think Hank just says, well, you know, Helen Keller was largely useless. <laughs>
2: I wrote that down. (laughs) Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? He says, uh, oh, yeah, Peggy's just like, I don't know. I think this is around this time she's, like, realizing how she's more limited than maybe she fully realized or something. And Hank says, well, you know, Helen Keller was largely useless, but look how we remember her. First lady of the American stage. (laughs) she was like a massive activist yeah and a writer yeah yes first lady (laughs) of the american
0: stage jesus uh and shortly after that there's the part where um it's in the morning when they're i'm getting the bottles and hank's getting breakfast and stuff and there's two parts where peggy she says to bobby she's like oh bobby hey how are you how's it going did you sleep okay and he just like stares at her and just goes dad mom's talking (laughs) mom's talking again i know and then after their uh hank force feeds her from a bottle she starts crying and he's just like what what are you crying for and bobby just was like well maybe she needs to be burped (laughs) and and hank's just like can you give us a minute or whatever and you hear if you listen closely you'll hear like the quietest burp out of peggy as she's getting ready to talk to him i noticed that Be burped (laughs)
2: she can still need to be burped and her feelings are still valid of course just like the rest of us of course
0: uh i also loved watching hank grab cotton by his shirt and be like get over here you old man and take care of your fucking baby like good job hank yeah get go grab that asshole and bring him inside Mm mm-hmm And then, of course, my last one is just that beautiful moment of when you see GH being rocked by Peggy's massive toe, and it it pans up, like, up across her body cast and up to her face, and she's got tears in her eyes, Mm. and everybody's just, you you see everybody kind of looking and being like, oh, that's so sweet, and she's just like, isn't it amazing? It's the greatest dang feeling in the world, and then it ends on that note. And she's just, she has some sort of validation, some sort of
2: happiness. Like, I can do it. I was able to do something nobody else can do. Yep. I, I'm still, like, a good mother. I'm a caretaker. Yep. Ugh. So those are pretty much all of the ones that uh I had that we didn't already talk about. Well, that's pretty good. I think uh, between my retelling and mm-hmm. your parts... That covers everything I wrote down except one quote by Peggy. Uh-huh. Oh, well, maybe two things. Uh, one is a quote by Peggy when Hank first sees her in the hospital and he's just like, wow, you're really, you're in a really good mood. That's surprising. And Peggy's <laughs> like, well, Hank, I've had a near death experience. Most people never get that. Except when it's right next to their death experience and then they can't appreciate it. <laughs> I, know, I love that line. I forgot to write it down, but I love it. <laughs> and then uh, that covers everything else that I had for my comments, except I just wanted to share the sounds Cotton makes when he first meets GH because mm-hmm. it made me laugh so hard. I love these sounds that Cotton makes when he first meets <laughs> Good Hank.
1: soldier. You want to kill a nazi?
0: A nazi, nazi, crazy. A
1: nazi, nazi,
0: <squazzy>, <laughs> <laughs> What even are those sounds? <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> a nazi, squazzy, squazzy, crazy, <laughs> <nazzy, squazzy. laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: So I really like that part. And uh, so that pretty much covers almost everything I wrote down, which is pretty impressive. And we had one guest star, one Mr. Diedrich Bader, who plays the voice of the doctor. But um, I mean, I've known I've seen this guy in so many things. I never knew his name was friggin Diedrich. But
1: uh, I know
0: because that his voice is so you know i can't like you know him you know him from
2: anyway he was in office space like he's a great actor oh my god he was was name he was in so many movies too i mean everyone recognizes his voice and knows his face i'm sure yeah um but that's pretty much all i have okay great well then that sounds like we need to get into some listener comments eh all right got a song no. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's. I saw one on. I think the voicemail. Oh well. Shit. Here, let me play it. All right. Voicemail a go go.
1: Hmm. Listener comments. Get all your comments. Gonna leave some comments on the listener comments. Yeah. 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 Woo! Yeah. yeah. Go go them. Leave them. I'm going to leave so many comments. So many comments. They're going to be awesome. i to read them all. Love you
2: guys. Yeah! <laughs> leave them! <laughs> thank you so much. We didn't get a name, but your area code is 805. It looks like.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So thank you so much. That was incredible. <laughs> and whoever that friend behind you was. Yes, love it. (laughs) Send more voicemails, please. (laughs) Yes.
0: We actually got like an email for a listener comment for this one. And it's, yeah, it's really cute. I'm going to read it real quick. Oh. Um, Hello, Amy and Jackie. I know you guys will be covering Peggy Hill decline and fall soon. I have a funny story about that episode. That episode, I think y'all will enjoy. Growing up, watching King of the Hill every Sunday was a family routine. Well, when I was maybe about six or seven, my mom was pregnant with my baby sister. Because of this episode, I was very concerned my parents were going to name my new baby sister Good Robin, and I would be dubbed Bad Robin for life. (laughs) This was a huge concern in my little mind. I thought my parents would be inspired by Cotton to do this. I actually told this to my parents. Obviously, they reassured me that would not happen. So yeah, this story is about how that episode tra- traumatized me just a tiny bit as a small
1: child. <laughs>
2: good Robin. You'll always be good Robin to us. And your Absolutely. sibling obviously is bad Robin. And we yes. hate Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, So thank you for sending that email. And thank let's you. get into the rest of the listener comments, huh?
2: Okay.
0: So this is interesting. Hmm. Weldon McKenzie says... Peggy fan, but this episode is peak argument for the hatred of Peggy. And I gotta say, I I disagree. I think Peggy is incredibly relatable, even if she is, like, obviously in severe denial. You know, this is... She's not so unappealing in this episode as she can be in many, many others.
2: I did when I was... Kind of researching this uh, episode I did see every once in a while a posting maybe something on Reddit about how unbearable she is in this episode I mean it's so rude for like you know so quote unquote so rude for her to invite Dee Dee and Cotton and good Hank to stay with them when she couldn't do it like making Hank do all the work and just being I guess overly confident but in this and and that is like a a character trait of Peggy's but I think in this instance a lot of that does have to do with uh which I think is a normal thing just the excitement that comes from surviving a near death experience and then there even though she didn't die she's still going through a grieving process she she the life that she knows is drastically and suddenly altered and so there's going to be when you like part of the grieving process is denial, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I I think it's, I you could, I think on a surface level, be like, oh, Peggy is being her peak annoying self in this episode. But I think there are a lot of other things that complicate that. Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, and then Roughed Up Goose says this is the big turning point for Peg. And I I don't know if this is what you're referring to, but I think a lot of people, like one of the fan theories is that after Peggy had her massive traumatic injury that she had like some severe brain trauma and that's what led her to be so narcissistic and like really amped up that part of her personality. And it's like, yeah, good theory, but I don't, I just think it was the writers kind of going wild with her, her already inherent overconfidence.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like the characters get, usually their traits get magnified over time But I I have heard that theory before, too, so I'm curious to uh, keep my eyes peeled for that a little bit, Mm -hmm. even though I I don't feel comfortable totally attributing it all to that accident. Right, right. Oh,
0: Fruit Pie Fan says, favorite moment, Peggy is being carted into the hospital and her parachute bursts open. (laughs) It finally
2: opened. Yeah. Oh, I meant to write that down. That (laughs) Such insult to injury. She's being rushed in. And it just like shoots off in the air I'm <laughs> <And> scares <laughs> Hank. Uh, Coco bug says naming your second baby. Good Hank, despite your first child is abuse. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and absolutely. I mean, there are so many people that at this point would be like, it would be a story they told decades later. Like, why don't you have a relationship with your father? Well, it was abusive my entire life. And the final straw was he had a baby and named it good Hank. Uh, after all I've done for him. Yeah, and then dubbed me Bad Hank. Yeah. <laughs> Blossomberry98 says, I love the look at postpartum depression, which so many mothers silently feel ashamed of. So true. Yep. And they really, I mean, God, they they didn't even have to have Dee Dee say anything. Just the way they drew her looking out of a window, just like the blankest look in her eyes, just having a hard time getting out of bed. Mm-hmm. And it it's one of those things. Part of my job at my clinic is doing feeding therapy. And it's such a thing. So many mothers feel so ashamed when they have a hard time helping, like, care for their baby or nourish their baby. And I think a lot of women think this should be something I should innately be good at. Right. And I'm not good at it. And I'm ashamed. And so a lot of people don't even, like, seek treatment right it's such a difficult thing i'm glad it was it was brought up and and people are seeing that always hate posers (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) uh just this is probably
0: my fave episode so many good jokes there are a lot just like and fruit pie and fruit pie fan says which is my favorite in the episode from bobby dad thank god I need a dollar bad. (laughs) You think he's going to be like, oh, thank God you won't believe the day I've had. He's just
2: like, thank God I need a Snickers. Please give me a dollar. (laughs) Andraux, A-N-D-R-O-U-X underscore C. Andraux C says, try the back door. It'll fit. (laughs) I bet it will, Andraux. <laughs> this comment by Love Appleman. I love that you noticed this. It just says, uh Hank touches his glasses twice with his contaminated raw hamburger hands. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you noticed that. And that is gross. <laughs> it is gross. That one little part where he's making hamburgers. C.
0: Sampson says, "I love in the very beginning Luann seeing the cow skull, thinking it's Peggy, and
2: picking it up to show Hank. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're too late." <laughs> Roaming camera says, "Loved when she found out about John Redcorn and Nancy Hicks Gribbles, Gribbles, Gribble. What is, what? Loved when she found out about John Redcorn and Nancy Hicks Gribble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah." Yeah, we. That was a little while ago. How <laughs> does that happen do with this episode, Roman Camera? You silly goose! You goose! Goose of the week, Roman Camera. Goose of the week. <laughs>
0: oh, it's Aaron. Says I literally had to look up how to survive a free fall after your parachute fails. Hashtag anxiety. <laughs> Can Landon in- share that information yeah, with us? Yeah, land in a massive pile of mud. Apparently. Yeah, or get caught in a thunderstorm. Yes. Oh, God.
2: If you want to be tortured the whole way down. Um, the P-Bear says, I wasn't watching, only for a minute. I couldn't tell you what the score is. <laughs> oh, it's in the hospital. I love it. Divine Honey Muse
0: and I'm a Marfo and Love Applement all say,
2: All I'll do is eat. <laughs> 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 You're just such a good hobby. <laughs> And my last one by who else? Arbitrary and delicioso. Mm-hmm. Peggy's validation at the end is so touching after several hard episodes wanting another baby. That's true. That just adds a whole other layer.
1: Absolutely. Ugh.
0: And my last one is Lee Art. Good Hank equals bad baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh one more by Divine Honey Muse, And this is uh kind of referencing what you mentioned, but as a mom, my whole body tenses up seeing good Hank at the edge of Peggy's bed.
0: Shh didn't
2: recur to me. Oh yeah. No, I mean having to
0: like babysit a lot lately, that would be one of those things where I'd be like, oh my
2: God. <laughs> let him fall. Let him fall. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, he's I'm out. telling you, the best thing you could do is let your child fall. And if they survive, right. they're gonna be the best person in the world. A two-day-old infant.
0: Let them fall. Let them fall. If they avoid the soft spot, then they're going to be successful for the rest of their lives. Keep them close to the ground. <laughs> <coughs> Excellent listener comments, everyone. Wonderful. Well done. Well, that just leaves
2: trivia, trivia,
0: trivia. trivia. I have two. I have what two. about you? Oh, although. And now I'm wondering if one of mine is wrong, but
2: we'll see. Well, go, go first and uh, we'll find out. baby. Right. So here's the one that I'm not totally sure about. <laughs>
0: uh, what is the song that Bobby is singing to GH to soothe him?
2: Oh, I was just singing it to myself earlier. Um, the best that you can do. Arthur's theme. Yes. It's founder. When you get caught between the moon and New York City.
0: That's right. Uh, Arthur's theme by Christopher Cross. Oh, Crisscross. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well done. You nailed it. Thank you. I didn't even know. I had no idea. Well, I had it written down. So. Oh, well, goddammit. Fick. <laughs> 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 All
0: right. Anyway. Okay. So my second one. When did the did Peggy's doctor experience his own near death experience? And what was a part of it? What was the activity?
2: Jet ski July 94. Damn! Did you also have that one written down? (laughs) Were those both your trivia questions? No, I have one other one. Okay. (laughs) All
1: right. I'm
2: ready. That doctor's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, There's a quote by him too, where he's trying to warn Hank about, (laughs) he's like, uh, oh, Peggy wants to be discharged, but her back's broken. And the doctor's like, I'm not so worried about her back. I'm worried about her emotional state. And Hank's like, yeah, but she seems so happy. Uh, You know, why (laughs) would you be worried? And the doctor's like, yeah, well, once the thrill of surviving wears off, and it does, trust me, jet ski July 94 she (laughs) may experience a second crash when she feels her own limitations ah love that doctor so uh intuitive absolutely all right and my one little question left over when Peggy returns home the guys are outside and they meet Peggy and Hank and help her in and Bill is wearing that weird sweater and he's carrying a balloon. What does his balloon say? Oh, it's either get well or welcome home. Which one? Get well. Wrong. It's welcome home. Oh my God. 50-50 <laughs> chance and I blew it. <laughs> I'm going count that. That was good. And do you know what the next episode is? Yes. Is it Cotton's plot? It is. Look at you. Yay. Well done, uh, Cotton Spot. Yeah. This is the one where he ends up like tough loving Peggy into walking again? That's right. Oh man. Head to head. Yep. Peggy v Cotton. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's the episode. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go to bed now. We're so tired. I know. <laughs> Amy, is there anything else that uh yeah and last business
1: yes wrap up.
2: yeah,
0: wrap it up, yes, please, um, leave us reviews, subscribe wherever you can. tell your friends, family, coworkers, enemies about us. um join our Facebook group, our Instagram ho pod. We love seeing people over there chatting with us that and and f y i that is where you can leave listener comments. We had somebody ask about that recently. We always post to our Instagram stories for listener comments. Um, and that's pretty much it. I hope you all had a wonderful new year. And we'll see you next week, babe. We'll see you on the flip side of this week. All right. Tell you later. Oh, and we have some shirts left. Hey. So hoyapod.com slash merch. Go get a sick ass shirt. I'm wearing
2: it right now. I love it. New shirt, new year, new season, new shirt. That's right. That's right. All right. And until next time,
1: Viacom Deals!
2: Oh. oh, I thought you were doing
0: the other song. I had this ready to go.
2: It's <laughs> a place, you say, place your booty on the block tonight. Make my day. Doc Chance. I fucking Stop love Doc Season four, season four. Ah. <laughs> uh...